Hey, welcome everybody. Welcome back to Check the Mark. This is Mark Lucero. It's my favorite time of year. It's U.S. Open time. As an American, especially one from Southern California, there's two tournaments I get really jacked up for every year. Actually, there's a bunch, but maybe the, the, the two most anticipated from me are Indian Wells, because it's basically the hometown tournament for anyone from Southern California, and then the U.S. Open. I'm just, I love New York. I'm a I'm a city guy, I'm a coast guy, and this is my favorite place to be all year long, and I look forward to it, and you know, I try to spend as much time here in the city as I can. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about the U.S. Open, specifically what to look for as a fan, as someone in person there watching, which is cool this year. It's going to be full capacity, thanks to New York State and the New York City Health Department, and for people watching on TV. First things first. The courts. The courts are on the quick side. Following what we've seen in Winston-Salem and even in Cincinnati, these courts are a little bit quicker, which it's nice to see some diversity in the court speeds. All year long, and pretty much it seems the last few years, we're seeing the convergence of the different court compositions and the different court speeds. Clay is playing similar to these slow, gritty, hard courts that you see like at Indian Wells in Miami, Acapulco. And the grass is slowing down. Man, Wimbledon, the courts are so slow. You see the guys rallying from well behind the baseline. Nice change. These courts in New York are quick. Part of that may have to do with a new composition of the court. I believe this is the second year that they're using a lay-cold paint. Normally, it's not normally, in years past for quite a long time, DecoTurf had the contract. There was a DecoTurf 2 surface that you know was the US Open you know blue hard court that had a lot of sand in there. I'm not quite sure what the number. There's like an ITF court speed dial. I think it goes between maybe 25 or 30 and 60 something. 25, you know, slow being like 30, fast being 60. I'm not quite sure what the number was for the deco turf, but these courts, these lake hold courts much quicker and I like the way they play. I think we're going to see some different game styles having some success. I don't quite think it's at the point where you're going to see a bunch of 6-8 serve and volley guys coming through, but you're going to see a court where different people have success playing different styles of tennis. Coming in, doing things like that, shortening the points, taking away time. There's going to be a lot of upside to that, and you're going to see players with big swings get rushed a little more easily on these courts than they might on a slower court. Look for big hitters to play hard through the middle of the court. It's going to be a really effective tactic particularly against forehands with extreme grips or forehands with swings that break the plane of the body, meaning this, the racket, when the player takes it back, doesn't stay on the right side of the body. The racket that does more of a, a circle or like a lasso-style swing. As usual, we're using the U.S. Open ball by Wilson that we all like. Seems pretty normal to me. The one thing I notice is that the version of the ball that we get at the tournament, it's a little firmer than the Wilson US Open ball that you can pick up in the stores. That ball can be a little spongy at times. But tennis lovers out there probably have noticed that there haven't been too many Wilson US Open balls in stores. I'm actually shocked there's Wilson balls here at the tournament because there's been a worldwide ball shortage for months. A lot of college teams, impossible to get Wilson tennis balls, or they could only get small amounts. It has to do, I think, a lot with the cargo ships that have been stuck off the coast of Long Beach. If for anyone who drives a 73, 
uh, freeway, the toll road, and goes over the hill in uh, Newport Beach, and you see 25, 30 ships backed up trying to get into that port. That's where all the tennis balls are, folks. <laughs> so anyway, I'm glad we have balls here in New York, and yeah, nothing remarkable, but these balls are known as one of the quicker balls on tour. Like I said, it's a firm ball. It's hard. The, the felt is pretty tight. And, you know, players change balls seven games and then every nine thereafter. And the ball stays pretty new throughout. One thing with the balls to pay attention to, pay attention to the daily temperature. The higher the temperature goes when it gets above 80, those balls start moving a lot quicker. The, it has to do with physics. The molecules inside the ball start bouncing around quicker. And is that physics or chemistry? I'm not sure. I think it's physics. Uh, and, yeah, those balls start acting like a super ball or a bouncy ball that you see kids play with. The cooler it gets... If we get a little humidity and it gets cooler, rainy and cool, those balls will fluff up and then they play slower. So that's just uh, another little thing that as coaches we'll look at, you know, I'll put my Dark Sky app, check the daily humidity, and then we'll make some decisions on strings from there. Let's move on over to the fan experience. And my buddy Craig Shapiro on his show, Craig Shapiro Tennis Podcast, he the, the other day went over a few things for fans as far as what tickets to buy. I'm going to echo his sentiment. He said avoid Ash on the first couple days of the tournament unless you want to see one of the big stars, you know, pretty much rock somebody. I totally agree. If you are a tennis fan who wants to watch some drama, and there will be plenty of it, I would stake out Grandstand and 17. I think 17 is the best court at the U.S. Open. It's small. It's intimate. You're right next to the court. Grandstand's a little bigger, but still, it's a nice, tight court. There's plenty of shade there. That's a little insider secret. A lot of shade on the grandstand court because of the way it's built and the angle of it in relation to the sun. But that's where you're going to see in the early rounds probably the best matches, in my opinion. You're going to see seeds between 15 and 32 play tough matches. Probably you're going to get 15 to 32 seeds playing good Americans. You're going to see lots of chances for upsets, and you're going to see some drama out there on those two courts. So when you look at your daily schedule and you're planning out which courts you want to hit and who you want to see, I would jump on over to those courts. You can also count on court 11, and I believe court 7. They might have changed the numbering recently. I need to check. 11 and 12 are two sort of half stadiums next to each other. They put a lot of Americans in those courts in the early rounds who were playing unseated players. But those are the ones I would look at. That's where you're going to get some drama. Man, there's nothing like a deep three-set women's match or a deep five-set men's match. If you see, you know, get that U.S. Open app, look on your phone, track the scores. If you see a match heading that way, maybe mid-fourth set, hop on over there, try to get a seat in one of those courts, and you'll get rewarded. And one of the best things about the U.S. Open, tie break at 6-all, all the drama's coming to a head, and there's really nothing... Nothing nothing better than that, in my opinion. Bring that sunscreen. Get some water. I think you can bring a water bottle in. You can refill it there. Or buy one of the Avion bottles for 8 bucks or whatever they sell it for. And then refill that thing all day long. Got to stay hydrated out there, especially if it's hot. The other thing, snacks. Oakberry Acai has been there the last couple of years. That's my buddy Bruno Suarez's company. Bruno is one of the best doubles players in the world. He's from Brazil. Brazil, they pioneered the Acai Bowl. Uh, they have stands a couple places all over the grounds. I think they're lot, they used to be near the food court underneath the big screen. And now they have a location in the Players Lounge, which is nice for me, but <laughs> inaccessible for you guys. But anyway, 
get there if you want a nice little fuel snack, a you know, big bomb of sugar, that acai bowl. I think they have, you know, they have coconut flakes, honey, pineapple, the whole nine yards. And it's really good and pretty light, lighter than getting one of those burgers and waffle fries, which I have definitely used my <laughs> my meal credential money on in the past, but don't plan on doing so this year. The best way to get out to the courts from the city, in my opinion, if you don't have a credential and you're not in transportation, I think it's the Long Island Railroad, to be honest, from Penn Station. It's two stops. It's pretty quick. It's a little more expensive than taking the 7 train. I can't remember how the Long Island Railroad, I can't remember how, it might be 16 bucks. It's been a while since I took it, but uh, the 7 train you can also take. It's the subway, and you can take it pretty much from anywhere or through Grand Central if you're in Midtown. A lot more stops, but can't beat the price. Two bucks and 75 cents drops you off. Uh, I think it's Shea Stadium. You know, it used to be Shea Stadium, Willis Point. I'm not sure what the name of the station is now. But anyway, uh, 7 train. Be a local. Do it. Throw your mask on at the site. Full capacity. If you're concerned at all, bring that mask with you. Pop it on if you're walking through crowds. Pop it on if you're on a busy court. And just just be ready for that. They, they are not asking for any vaccination status when you get to the courts in the city however if you're going to go to dinner go to a gym or museum or whatever it is they are asking for proof of vaccination just so you know and so you're prepared when you come here all things being equal i cannot wait to be in the middle of that crowd well not in the middle of the crowd i'm going to be on the outskirts of the crowd but i want to see matches with that new york energy both as a coach and as someone who's going to be doing some TV. There's nothing like a New York crowd. There's nothing like a New York crowd at night. There's nothing like the anticipation, you know, walking around the perimeter of Ash right before a blockbuster evening match. There, there's nothing like it. The, the, the buzz, the energy, you know, people are boozing at the uh, different kiosks, The getting the honey deuce and slamming champagne and or even hearing the the clinks of the cheers of the glasses from the luxury suites so anyway this year's us open is gonna be a unique one i cannot wait this has been check the mark i'm mark lucero at mark lucero on twitter and instagram and i'm gonna do a few more during the grand slams i like to do these a lot during the tournaments so let me know what you want to hear let me know some questions really it's always helpful getting the feedback i'm gonna try to have a guest on i want to talk restaurants in new york i want to talk cool things to do different parts of the city and uh, yeah, give you my impressions of the tournament. All right, we need to go over the draw too. Some big blockbuster matches, none bigger than Sloane Stevens and Madison Keys first round. Tune in next time, maybe we'll get into it. Talk to you guys later. Bye.